Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Square Ball Podcast. Propaganda is back for another show, another week. Hello, Dan here with Michael and Moscow White in a show that is brought to you in association with... Levi Solicitors. Ah, oh, those guys. Do you know what the website is? Got it open in front of me here. Uh, read it out then. HTTP. HTTP, yes. Uh, colon, slash, slash, etc. No, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball for your discount. And on there, you can read about residential conveyancing. You can read about wills, probate and estate planning. What have you got planned for your estate? Ah, oh, loads. This and that. Yeah. Uh, residential property disputes. Did, did paint my kitchen yesterday, so if that counts as uh, maintenance to the um, to the estate, then did that? Mm, probably not. I, well, I, say, say. I say I painted it. I, it was more my role was more kind of offering helpful commentary towards my wife, who was doing most of the painting. I see. Same setup we have in here. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yes, exactly that. But you, you mentioned the word discount there. That sounds intriguing to me. Ten percent off your legal fees. Correct. Where can I find that though? Just, just once more. Levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Right. Tell them we sent you. Good. Good. Here we go then. Right. What we got uh, on the menu today? Propaganda. Mm-hmm. Preston fans. Stuff that's although been, not, stuff that's been said in the world of football, is it? Not many Preston fans, annoyingly, because uh, I don't know if it's the Sunday games. No one putting stuff on YouTube, basically. So the pod, they've got some podcasts that ain't got any episodes out either. Is this your excuse for not doing any work again? I've got some stuff, but you right. know, just saying it's not particularly, um, there's not much of it compared to some weeks. He's saying this, it lacks substance, and that's us saying stuff <laughs> like substance. What do you want to hear from Ryan Lowe first? Because he had a good moan. If we, we normally like to start with the, the moaniest bastards, don't we? Yeah. And he is that this week. I did check PNE Online, which is a, a forum of theirs. They have a poll of whether or not they should keep or sack Ryan Lowe. Yep. And 93.9% of people want him gone. Right. Which maybe indicates why he's floundering a bit and blaming referees. Okay. So uh, this is what he had to say on Sky after the game. Our lads are unlucky not to come away with definitely a point, but we're being undone by a decision that's, I don't know, is it a pen, is it not a pen? I know my feelings on it, uh, and I know if there was VAR and it was in the Premier, it doesn't get given. Um, so I'll be careful how I say it, but yeah, we, 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 we should be coming away with a point. Have you seen it back? Yeah. Ryan Ledson's arm is out, away from his body. His arm's like this, it rolls up his body and then it's his arm. If it hits your body first, and you know, goes 
they're not really stopping a goal scoring opportunity it goes right to their player but even before that there's a foul but being done by a decision which I'm going to go and see the referee afterwards and he's a, he's a nice guy Webby and he's a, he's normally a decent ref um, so I'll, I'll have a chat with him over it because it's in my eyes it's, it's definitely not a pen Now I've had time to reflect on Ryan Lowe's comments and I think actually he's right mm. apart from everything that he said Yes. Which I think is actually wrong. Yeah. Like I said, he was going to be careful what he said and then just said, we've been cheated here, which is good of him. He keeps pointing out the footage as if it's going to prove him right, doesn't he? (laughs) And then everyone's uh, disagreeing with him. So it's not really working out um, the way he thinks it's going to. Shall we hear from Not The Top 20, actually, who see what they, these are some neutral people. Are these the ones that angered you, Moscow, for talking about Leeds earlier in the season? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. There's some neutral people discussing let's, it. Let's assume so. I feel, I feel angry just and thinking about I it. I will put you a furious. <laughs> Not the top 20. Not the top 20. Not the top is. 20, then. The moment came uh, in injury time where um, the ball kind of, sp- a, a loose ball from a set piece seemed to spin off the deck and it hit Ryan Ledson's outstretched arm. And it was a, a, as blatant a handball penalty. You know, in this age where there are a lot of contentious handball decisions for penalties. This just categorically wasn't one. And I've seen most Preston fans agree, like the arm is away from the body. It quite clearly hits the arm. It diverts the, the passage. Like there's nothing about this that's in any way um, controversial. Are you listening, Ryan Lowe? Probably not. They're in on the conspiracy. Right. Not the top 20. Runs, it runs deep this way. Then Webby, even though he's a nice guy and a good ref normally. Yeah. He's Webby, but he's going to have to have a word you with him. You can't call a ref Webby. <laughs> Especially not when you're about to go in and argue with him. Do you think that was his opening gambit? Goes and goes, hey, Webby. Uh, you're not going to. I think he's a, not... sc- he's a scouser, Moscow. Do you want to do the authentic voice? Nah. Go on. No, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to something else then, shall we? Where next, Michael? Well, should we stick on um, neutral opinion for a moment and then go to Benjamin Bloom, who was doing a live watch along on this game? Benjamin Bloom sounds like a character that Johnny Depp might play in a film. It's because it's Benjamin Button, I think. Right. It's the alliterative sound name of it and I don't know, yeah, I know what you mean. He's, he's got, you'll have seen him before. Sounds it's, like a Viz character as well, Benny Bloomers. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, good call that. Running around, making stuff off, washing lines. Mm. But as far as I can tell, he's an Ipswich fan. Yes. So it would actually be not wanting us to win. But right. these was, uh, this was his, first of all, his view on the pen and then we've got him giving his general verdict on the on the game. Roden heads down, that looked like a handball. Penalty! Leeds have a penalty. Such a silly handball. It was Ledson. It looked pretty nailed on to me. And Leeds are going to get themselves a penalty late, 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 late in this game. It looked pretty nailed on from the first look. Let's have a look. Roden heads it down. Yeah, it's a penalty, isn't it? He's got his arm out. What is he doing? He's unballing it, isn't he? He's in on the conspiracy. Right. Benjamin Bloom. I think we can... Another reason to take some points off of Webby's uh, refereeing performance is that he didn't... And I suppose it may be the double jeopardy rule with penalties or whatever, but he could have sent Letson off for that because he just um, Hmm. fouled Groif that kicked everything off with um, Roden and then he, he booked Pat for being around. It would have been good to just dish out a second yellow. And I think if he'd known that Ryan Lowe was going to be coming and webbying all over the place after the game, I would have just gone, I'm going to go for broke here. You know, uh, may as well sheep and lambs and all that kind of stuff and just uh, give him a red card as well. Yeah. See how, see how uh, Lowey like that. <laughs> you found some 
well, I assume someone pointed you in the direction of it, but you retweeted it from the Squareball account of uh, of Lowe on the sidelines, just throwing his arms around like a teenager was, during the whole process. If you've seen the Harry Enfield character, Kevin the Teenager, which is, I can tell you, by the way, is a great one if you've got your own teenager. Do dig that out. Play them it on YouTube because they love it. They love having their dreadful behaviour pointed out. Of course, when I was a teenager, I was nothing of the sort. I was a delight. Mm. But um, yeah, it was full on Kevin the Teenager. Like, oh, 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 so unfair. Great. Enjoyed it. But this is Benjamin Bloom from us scoring the pen and talking about the game more generally. On the balance of play, Leeds have deserved the win. Daniel Farkas kind of crouched down and just clenches his fist. He's probably going to have a right rollick at his players saying you should have won that before minute 94. But to be fair, there's been one team trying to win this from about the last 15 minutes uh, since the substitutions are made. Melier celebrates and Leeds are 2-1 up. He's gone deep into the conspiracy, hasn't he? Mm. So we should have won. Did you see any, any, we deserve to win. Did you see any of um, Leicester Ipswich on Monday night? I saw the first half. I think Leicester should have just grown up and seen that game out. I mean, they were. it looked a lot like our game against Ipswich first half. It just seemed like yeah. Ipswich couldn't hold keep hold of the ball at all every time they tried to play out they fucked it up and then they resorted to occasionally just leathering it clear and but Leicester were guilty of Davies it. got his own goal yeah. which is good but Leicester were guilty of it a little bit as well because you know we um, we gave them a little bit of grief down there didn't we when uh, they were dicking about at the back but they were they were guilty of it a little bit last night as well there were moments some sort of um, sucking air through your teeth moments where you thought are they going to be who's going to be the first one to mess up basically which mm. keeper yeah got a bald fraud in charge that's the problem Yeah, although he has name checked the bald fraud Maresca has name checked Leeds has still been in the the automatic promotion hunt so that's good to hear even though we are a mere 12 points behind them with 18 games to play we're going to go up automatically aren't we of course we are I don't think either of those teams will win another game this season and Leicester the guy wants signings I think that's part of why he's mentioning us is because he wants new players right. so who was it Chelsea uh, recalled one of their midfielders from loan so they're starting to look a bit like oh we haven't got we haven't got enough players and he was saying that he would have liked to bring um, change things in midfield but he doesn't have a midfielder on the bench who can do that so that's a message to the board and then saying you know don't rule out Southampton and Leeds they could catch us is a message to the board so I think he's all just kind of like piling the pressure on his um, the people above him to give him some money because as a fraudulent follically challenged fella he can't think of anything better to do than just buy some more players to get them to get them over the line with this whatever 25 point uh, gap is oh no I'll, I'll fuck this up if you don't buy some players maybe you will we're, we're in his head we're in his head that's it that's it we've got him right what we got now then I don't normally go into the YouTube comments actually but I did is I, that because it's a terrifying hellscape correct yeah. generally speaking keep commenting though we appreciate every uh, <laughs> feed the algorithm everyone. yeah please do feed the algorithm but I did I did feel this was worthy of a mention, actually. We're unlikely to respond. Or <laughs> look. Yeah, because it's scary. But. Just because of the way the game went and we were saying how it's, it, there's a lovely bit of spite in it yes. because of the way it goes and the way they played. And I don't know, it's Johnny Cooper tweeting that it's the most fouled, it's the most one team has fouled another team in a championship season in three years. That's across the two games, Across the it? two games, yeah, yeah. yeah. And saying about the, how he should have sent him off for the penalty, the one he did get booked for, he fouled Pirro about a second before fouling Grove in that same in that same play as well so yeah he should definitely have had a red but um, this person Weasel2643 who sounds like a trustworthy guy but he says I sat about three <laughs> rows behind Peter Ridsdale in the West End corporate I can't tell you the sheer joy I took from screwing fuck off Ridsdale over and over again after the penalty went in he turned and started laughing like we were being petulant children but it's one of the beautiful moments where the anguish was written all over his face one of the most satisfying experiences I've had as a Leeds fan 
a beautiful moment that epitomised the journey we've been on in the last 20 years. Exactly. I mean, if, if there's one place you can scream, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, over and over again. Yeah. Don't do it on a bus to uh, Peter Ridsdale. Uh, no. Do it in a football ground. Do it in a football. Where it's socially acceptable. Mm. Yeah. It was uh, Preston released their accounts in the build-up to that game. And mm. They were having a right old whinge about basically about PNS stopping them from buying all the players that they want. And it was quite funny listening to notes to the accounts from one of their directors. We will continue to invest in the stadium as well as ensuring we have a playing squad capable of competing at the top end of the championship. We are up against teams with player wage bills over double or triple our own. Their wage bill is 139% of their income, wow. incidentally. We believe consistently achieving top half should not be dismissed, but rest assured our ambition is higher um, we've signed eight players one of the most active transfer windows I've been involved in since joining the club but we are up against financial constraints hey January activities we need to be honest blah 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 blah. yeah Peter Ridsdale this this all bodes extremely well for the future of our club says Peter Ridsdale it's all kind of like echoes of, of history is, is it, wandering around clanking you, his chains like the ghost say, of Christmas you, past you know about writing and stuff and fancy words Moscow is that pathos I don't know just say yes so I sound intelligent well I can't be sure it's not bathos ah right and it could even is that be, not uh, bathos well it could be dathos off of Doctor Who yes so or Jeff Bezos off of Amazon so it's difficult really <laughs> and you can un- so you can understand have some sympathy for Peter Ridsdale um, when you realise what he's up against when you put it in those confusing terms Football, football's mad isn't it I was just going to say sorry they're 12 they're, they're doing fine from yeah. reading their forum actually when I was I was dipping in to see what people were saying about Ryan Lowe Someone was saying, oh, well, there was a general debate broken out about how the club's being run and stuff. Someone was saying, well, I, don't, I back this sustainable thing because you only have to look down the road at Bolton and see, you know, how they've fallen and they're stuck in League One and the stadium's got a shit name now and all this. And someone, someone just replied saying, yes, I'd, I'd have hated those consistent years of Premier League football and European trips and cup semi-finals and stuff. I'd, I'd trade it all for a year, for finishing mid-table in the Championship every fucking year. And you do think... Which is where we were. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's funny. The Preston fans were singing, um, you'll never do the double or you've never done the double. But the thing, when did they do the double? I meant to check. It was a long time ago, wasn't it? Preston, honours. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be. Um, So the last uh, time they won the... Uh, the is, it's it, is it pre-war? 1889-90. Wow, it's pre-that it's pre war. Um, do you think they, that song was maybe a bit tongue-in-cheek then? Or and what? when they won the double was 1888-89. Okay. Um, when they won the cup. they did win the FA Cup in 37 38 but I think obviously uh, that's not a double when it they, was when they, when they did, to Wacko yeah alright alright fair enough when they did that we were basically just some blokes running round on a field near a pub in South mm. Leeds weren't we at that point not yes, us personally no but it doesn't count the lads you're quite right something you can read about in uh, 100 years of Leeds United I think it starts in 1888 when did this actually I think I kicked it off with the old Hunslet Steelworks Speak to the author. That's what I'd do. Hunsley yeah, Steelworks were, they, were, they, were the twi- are they Twinklers? Oh, eighteen seventy-seven. Yeah, the Twinklers. The Twinklers. See, I remember, I've read it. I've certainly the, read that chapter anyway. The first soccer game was a bunch of Sheffield people who turned up in eighteen seventy-seven on Holbeck Wreck. Anyway, and they were called the Twinks. Buy it, and you'll know about <laughs> okay. it. Yeah. Cool. Let's uh, sales pitch over. Let's get back to the uh, to the clips, then, shall we? Should we hear from an actual Preston fan? Let's. Well, it's kind of half a Preston fan. JSGC Football, who. Yeah. He's just, I recognised his face. He's a ginger lad who's a Man City fan, but he does other bits, not Man City stuff. And at this, Trying to find something with soul. Yeah, and he's, he's come to Ellen Road with his mate who is a Preston fan. And in fairness to him, for these matchday vlogs, they get some drone footage of Ellen Road. Right. Really good. Yeah. Like they go, they're obviously starting in 
some industrial estate bit near the ground, but then it goes pans right over the stadium. Until the drone is shot down. It's really good. Really yeah. clear footage. I was very impressed. Um, I might buy one just for having. <laughs> Great. Should we do more drone stuff? What, yeah. We could, we could hover it in here to film us. Right. Uh, uh, just doing this. Get the top of my head. Oh, actually, to be fair, uh, yeah. Get a better angle of it. Yeah. See the full shine. That's good. That's good. Uh, but anyway, the um, the Man City bloke likes Ellen Road. In my opinion, you just can't beat the traditional grounds like Ellen Road and Hillsborough. I just love it. They have character there you don't get these days. It's just beautiful. Like, the leads, the East Stand is absolutely massive. And there you go, the stats. I just compliment it. Might have been a little bit on the old main road, but I just love it and I wouldn't change it for the world. So, so enjoy it while you can. So, so you won't see many of these type of grounds left. Yeah. They gave Ellen Road 9 out of 10. Interesting. O- overall. That. Even the food got six out of ten. Really? And away end food looks. There's, I don't think they've got any of the fancy new stuff in there. It looked like a basic burger. Yeah. Which it, it looked to be one of the ultra the ultra noble burgers. Looked to be suffering eating it, and then went <laughs> six out of ten. <laughs> Which is like, it's all relative, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They made the best of it. I think. Yeah, I mean, having having fairly recently been to to Man City and seen their food offering, it's it's different. Mm. It's a level up. Although, get this right, you can buy. I think soft drinks, obviously, you can get all your usual post-mix, like Coke, Diet Coke, and all that sort of stuff. You can get Robinson's. It's, it's effectively like a big fruit shoot, so basically mm. squash water or whatever. Guess how much for like a, a pint of it? A pint of squash? Yeah. It's going to be set against the price of... Which is basically it's fundamentally all water. But then so's Coke. Yeah. That's just some syrup. That's just some sugary yeah. bag of mix that gets chucked in with some water. It costs about a penny to make. You're like going to be like... Yeah. Three pound sixty. Yeah, you're absolutely about spot on there. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh, something, something like that. Yeah. You can't. You can't say I think so. You're setting the quiz. What's no, up a quiz? Master quiz? You? Oh, yeah, I think so. That well, I haven't right. got the fucking thing next to me. I've had the, the price list, but in my mind, that's what it was when I was down. It went bloody hell because that's just mostly water. But then again, a water was about three quid. Do you have any meal deals? What, what? Cri- crisps and crisps and wine? Yeah. Or whatever, whatever one of them was. I didn't spot that, but uh, yeah, great stuff. So we're going back to these two. They're in the away end, and this is. Obviously, pre-penalty, this is just when injury time has been announced through to the penalty going in. Six minutes added on. Six minutes need to hold on and hang on. I think you see a disgusting goal right now. A deflected goal last minute. Break the heart. Isn't it great listening to that noise, knowing you were a, you were part of it? The handball shout's nice to hear. Yeah, handball. One thing football crowds do incredibly well. That and man coordinated on. shouting. That and man on. Yeah, two things that everyone knows when to. Just, yeah, everyone will do it in unison. So they get back to the car. For some reason, they're choosing to record in a moving car, which I think for audio purposes is not a good idea. But they've seen the replay at this point and they're, they're a bit more um, accepting of it. 
<laughs> very angry, very now, frustrated. Uh, we've had a chance to check out the match highlights so we can comment further on that handball because right at the away and it's right at the opposite end. Yeah, you can't see that much. Um, I think if the penalty weren't given, I think it's the attacking team that's in that position. You'd be very angry and very frustrated. Ryan Ledson's arm is out. It's not by his side. It's classed as an unnatural position. It hits his arm in that unnatural position. The letter of the law says that it's a penalty. The penalty was given and confident and coolly tucked away by Haru uh, into the back of the net and sending the Leeds fans into Bedlam and very happy and uh, frustration uh, from press the North End as they very nearly came away with what would have been an excellent point at Ellen Road. So they're in on the conspiracy as well. Well, that's the Man City guy, the Preston bloke was being quiet. Right. Was he in a convertible? <laughs> it's really noisy, isn't it? <laughs> stood, stood up with his head out of the sunroof. Down the M62. <laughs> yeah, Wind, don't, winding your hair. Don't do it in a moving car. Right. Pull in, go to the services. Yeah. Do five minutes in there. Pull, it, pull into a lay-by on a country lane. Mm. Was he the passenger or the driver at that point? He was He was a passenger, thankfully. Oh, okay. His, his Preston mate was driving. <laughs> Hanging out the window, talking to his phone. <laughs> oh, excellent. What a great vision. Uh, oh, that's good. So they agree as well. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Mm. Should have been a penalty. It was a penalty. Up yours, Ryan Lowe. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y dot and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. What else have we got? Some, this is this is again done around some some Leeds fans in Tokyo. You've, you can, you'll probably seen this on Twitter, but it's nice to hear the unfolding of it. It's just as you could hear in the last thing which was like the handball shout yeah this is this is all in real time there's nothing edited out of it and it's it's the journey we all went on through pat bamford holding the ball giving the ball away the penalty being given the goal being scored so there are some english voices in here but even without them you can if you know what happened in the game you can perfectly trace where this is which is nice I 
Is it free kick or penalty? It's a penalty. It's a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It was outside the box. No! No, Bamford! No! Come on! Oh, yes, yes! Dodge a bullet! Dodge a bullet! No, come on, Peru! The universal language of football. Handball is still handball. Yeah. Interestingly. There's two lovely things about that. One, well, it's not lovely. I mean, poor old Pat Bamford. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we all felt it. You'd have thought, I mean, from his point of view, you bang in that goal against Peterborough. <laughs> the most incredible finish we've seen for a decade. Great, well P- done. Puskas award winner. Yeah. But still, nobody in any part of the globe trusts you to score <laughs> past one person from 12 yards. And actually, I put in my match report, I think Bamford did very well and should be pleased, not about people's reaction, <laughs> but just getting, because people worry about Bamford's mentality and, you know, is he strong enough to do this and all that. And handing the penalty over to Piru was part of a pre-planned thing where he must have had the idea that he would, it's not only the players who would, the Preston players who were being um, thrown by this, but the fans would also have a reaction to it. And, to, and the bench. To, and the bench, <laughs> yep. So to take it all on and do it is kind of like is good uh, strength of character from from Pat that he some people underrate him on on that. So good on him for all that. And then also because that clip has gone very viral and it's very popular. And um, just a little shout out to the the guy right. I don't know if they're filming it, but going like, is it a penalty or a free kick? You don't want that on the on the the big viral clip that everybody's enjoying of uh, Tokyo Leeds fans watching this going in to be the the one person going like. Oh, is it a free kick? <laughs> no, mate. And he kept saying it as well. It's outside the box. It's outside the box. It's a penalty. It's, look at the screen. It is funny, isn't it? Sometimes you get these little ideas in, into your head when you're watching a football match and they will just spill out your mouth sometimes and then a few seconds later you go, no, I'm a complete fool. I think as well, partly VAR's done this to people's heads as well because yeah. you start thinking, oh, well, even though you can see a ref there pointing at a spot, you can go, oh, well, I think it might have been outside the box. And I think they might check this. And I think my worst fears might be right. Yeah, I, you, do, I, you do it with offsides sometimes, don't you Now You sort of go, well, in the Premier League, you, every time you score a goal, if you ever thought there was a bit of a doubt, you'd kind of hold back a little bit on celebration. You'd be like, I'm not sure if it was offside there when it came, when it came across. Uh, have you found there's been a carryover though into like this year, like your brain just for half a second goes, but, oh no, no, it's fine. Mm. Yeah, I, I had it in that game. for that. I think it might have even, even been for the penalty award where you kind of go, what? what? Oh no, he's given it. I say that's the end of it. That's the end of the affair. Of course, then, if that had been VAR, I don't think it'd be given. It was interesting. I was listening to what you were talking with uh, Phil Hay after the game on Sunday, and then uh, came out on Monday and about the because you had the news coming through of West Ham against Sheffield United and the the late the, the latest goal that's ever been scored in Premier League history that hundred hundred and thirteenth minute mm. penalty by Olin McBurney, and there were two sendings off, and there were two penalties all in. Stoppage time, and you'd got the the news through, and you were talking about, um, oh, that sounds well exciting. I was listening to that as I was walking home, and it was essentially fifteen minutes of listening to it was Ian Dennis and Clinton Morrison going, just commentating on nothing because it was just now. 
are the referees going to go over and have a look at this? And Well, we think VAR are checking that. And then, okay, well, he's going to wait and make a decision. He's going to walk back over there. And now, oh, right, now something like that now, he's going to go and check this. And it was dull. It was just like, you'd think, two penalties, red cards, everything. Like, the game swings one way, it swings another, the last minute, all the, the pressure. But instead, it really was like, it could have been wrapped up in two minutes. If it had been mm. in our game, it would have all been done in five minutes and that would have been incredible. Instead, they, let, cards all, instead they let all the air out of the balloon. And it's funny yeah. as well, looking, have you seen that decision? I haven't. It's late for the United Pounds. Basically, it's not a penalty. The ref gives it in real time. Then they have ages to watch it. This thing that isn't a penalty and then they give it anyway. Right. So you think, what's the fucking point? Because he gave it on field, so I think it's not they, the threshold it's, it's, of absolutely, it's absolutely never a penalty, though. It's just, right. it's just a keeper and a striker bumping into each other. If anything, it's normally given as a foul on the keeper is this sort of thing. Get rid of it. They went on for ages. Well, was it, but also, it's not only the uh, the crowd that loses the energy from that as well, it's the players. And I think that's one of the things I enjoyed about the, the last 10 minutes of our game was that it went very quickly from Archie's in the hoardings, Roden's in Ledson's personal space, Bamford's getting a yellow card for being pretty. There's a, a penalty, there's a handball, it's being taken, it's being scored. And then... Ampadu is being strangled by Brown on the floor and then this is all happening. All just kicked off really, really fast and it meant that, and I think the... Uh, you come away from it feeling exhilarated. Well, that's you? our part yeah. of it, but it's also the the part on the pitch for the players is there wasn't a point where they all sort of stood around and went like, okay, we'll calm down while the referee mm. is doing, doing anything tomorrow, mate? Yeah, no, day off tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just going to take the kids down to the soft play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cup of do coffee. We know, do we know who... Joe Rodon was shouting at when the penalty was awarded? Because he definitely turns and yells at someone. I was, I was wondering if he, had, sure. if he had particular beef with a player or they were yelling across it because he, he kind of turns towards the halfway line after that's given and does a big but roar. He, he was the one that carried the message back from the bench, wasn't it? So maybe there was some sort of tactical or... No, it's just, right. it's literally as the penalty, as the referee points to the spot, he turns and yells. Right. And I don't know if he was yelling in someone's face who'd annoyed him or something. Do you ever just, do you ever just scream into the void? Maybe he was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but I like to think he was, he was having a go at someone. <laughs> there is still the unsolvable mysteries. There is some good footage from... Um, it's Furpo cam of, uh, <laughs> through the whole penalty from behind the bench. And I still don't know why Roden and Ampadu, when Piru scored, ran to Junior Furpo in particular to celebrate with him um, on the pitch. He had been, I realised because we were talking on the match ball, why he'd been, it looked, when I caught sight of him, it was like he was being restrained from Preston's bench, but he'd actually just run on the pitch shouting handball in full kit <laughs> and then was just standing there because um, he'd not put a bib or a tracksuit on after Had being, being subbed off. Had he been booked already as well? Yeah, he'd been booked as he came off. So yeah, one so of he's our, in danger uh, of getting a red card. Then, so one he? of our staff was just like, come back here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was all quite gentle. And then Rodan gets called over because Fark is like, go and tell them not to let Patrick take it. <laughs> Pat. um, and then he goes and does that and then it scores. But then Rodan and Ampadu both come running back straight into the arms of Furpo. I don't know if it's like a defender's union kind of thing maybe they all or maybe they'd all had some kind of problem with uh, with what Preston were doing because that was Farker and Roden afterwards basically saying that uh, yeah this is payback for Deepdale and then by the time 80 minutes in this game came around had taken Deepdale and added a whole load of shit so it could just have been Roden was just very very pleased that they were not going to get away with what they've been getting away with particularly Ledson's tackle on foul on Groif. It's remarkable that this Preston team has managed to be as disliked as a Billy Davis team. Yeah. Because they were, they were really hated at the time, weren't they? And well, it was, it was just him, really. I don't think the players were. It was just him being an objectionable prick. little shot. Well, a lot of games with them, I mean, I've not watched back the playoff semi-finals, but whenever I think about them, 
um, we broke the goalkeeper's cheekbone. Or Ormod's leg got broken. Mm. There were red cards, yellow cards all over the place. Fights going everywhere. Didn't um, did Matt Kilgallen chin somebody? The whole thing's just... I don't think we were a very nice team uh, <laughs> at the time either. But Ryan Lowe is supposed to be like he's the... Um, he needs to shave his head and join the Pep Mareska mm. gang because he's all about all-out attacking football and, you know, we'll outscore the opposition and all that kind of stuff. But then in our two games against Preston, I've seen absolutely none of that. I've just seen, they may as well just be a Billy Davies team. MMA, on it? Pretty much. MMA. Right, next. Um, do you want to hear from Rory? It's very short. Big news though. Oh, wow. Really big news. You get something to get excited about. Are you ready, Moscow, for this? Mm-hmm. Straight up, this is the most important video that we will ever make. Cheers, Rory. That's it. Do you, know, do you know what it is? Picking his best Premier League eleven ever. It's not important. It's not important, no. Next. It's the, dis- it's the discussion. It's to do that score. Yeah, exactly. It's like a form period discussion when, you try to, when you've got fuck all to do. The most important video ever is going to be me doodling on my pencil case. <laughs> that's that's you, like saying, like, I remember going, going to the pub in, like, in the mid-90s and there was that, you know, and it was that discussion of who's your favourite Spice Girl. It's, it's mm-hmm. the equivalent of that, isn't it? Like, yeah. This is the most important pub chat ever. Who was it, by the way? Um... I can't remember. I actually genuinely can't remember. I know my mate Johnny had a bit of a thing for Sporty Spice, which obviously at the time, because oh, really? everyone was a bit mean, yeah. Um, but I don't know if that was because he was a Liverpool fan and she's Scouse and stuff. But anyway, yeah. Oh. Mm, interesting. Okay. So that's Rory doing his thing. Um, stick with Cockneys. Have a bit of Lions TV. This is the Millwall bloke who does his little songs. He does um, impressions at times and he manages to fit a little bit of both in here. Just to explain what's going on, because it's maybe not entirely clear. <laughs> just been, to, I like how you've got to preface this he's been to, explain what's going on. He's been to watch Millwall lose 2-0 <laughs> just at, a man talking. 2-0 at QPR. They're starting to worry about relegation now, because they are kind of getting pulled into it a little bit. They'll probably be fine, because it's shit down there. Um, but he's just talking about his meals and his evening plans, and he's going to watch a film. Right. They're eight points away from the uh, the relegation places at the minute, so they'll probably be fine. Now, I haven't had an Indian tonight. I've had an Italiano. Lovely. Avia Mario. Hop and Darling get some up now. And I'm going to go now to watch Back to the Future. Fresh bus. Do, 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 do. So I want to get in that fucking DeLorean, go up to 88 miles an hour down the strand, and end up at quarter to three today. So I'm going to fucking swerve this fucking shit show mill today. But until we go Back to the Future, good scuts. Lions. Right. He seems to be thinking, does he say great Scots? Is what he seems like he's saying. And I, I was, is it, the, it's the power of love, isn't it? The, the Huey Lewis, yeah. The song that goes through that. But yeah. his, his rendition of it is do, 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 which is good enough. Okay. So that's Lions TV. <laughs> These are just some things that are happening <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I enjoyed every moment of that. Also on YouTube, actually, we didn't get into the the horrible comments on there. Someone called Paul Duncan uh, 91617 Moscow. He says you can marry his sister if you're interested. Is it Lindsay Duncan? Who's Lindsay Duncan? She's an actress. Okay. It's the famous Duncan I can think of. It's Leslie Duncan. Peter Duncan who used to present Blue Peter in the 1980s. That's true. Leslie Duncan. Yeah, we need more info. Yeah, Leslie Duncan's a person. We'd better Um, then to get uh, his sister's opinion as well. It's probably... A crucial mm-hmm. element to this uh, negotiation. How would you feel, Moscow, about your wife being born in the 40s? Because that's what you're looking at with Leslie Duncan, 1943. Well, inheritance, inheritance is 
Not far around the corner. 66. Though, she is... Will's probate conveyancing. She is already married. Yes, if it's... Moscow can marry my elderly, rich, um, ailing sister. <laughs> Who's a bigamist. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah. but apart from that... Yeah, that, that, those details are not there, but anyway. Should we wrap up the show on the feel-good story of a generation? Oh, Leslie Jonkers dies. <laughs> right. Rest in peace, Leslie. Sorry about that. Sorry, Moscow. You're too late. You missed the boat then. Oh, well. Um, yeah, let's move swiftly on to uh, the feel-good story of a generation. That Cardiff City fan. That Cardiff City fan. So he was on the show, was it last week? Uh, yes, when we played Cardiff. Yes, um, that's, that's what happened. Yeah. So on there, we heard from him. We'll, we'll hear from him as we did last week regarding his YouTube ban. Well, he's not a personal ban. His channel was, was kicked off and this is what made him sad. I think it was the music at the football games. But um, one day I woke up and my channel had been banned. So I had been working on my channel for three years when I get taken down and I had built it up about 350 subscribers, which were very important to me. And I just want to put this video up there to see if I can get like any subscribers or views or just leave comments and likes on videos if you can, please. I just, three years down the drain for me, just I posted over a thousand videos on there. Like, I put a lot of time into that channel now. You may seem like it's not your problem, but... No, no, absolutely sympathise completely. <laughs> Three we, years down the drain. We made it our problem. <laughs> yeah. So you went from, I mean, I think there were 34 subscribers. On his new channel, yeah. When we had it, we did that and tweeted a few times. And he's he's got 1,800 now, which he's very pleased with. So listen, just listen to how happy he is in this can clip. I, just before we start, can I just ask, has he renamed the channel that Leeds United fan yet? It's, it's going to have to go that way, I think. Because <laughs> every single comment is from a Leeds fan <laughs> on every video. And but, bless him, when you pass a thousand subscribers, then that's when monetization kicks in, doesn't it? And yeah. you, you've then got to build up your watch hours You also well, have to but... pass being 18. I mean, details, <laughs> Moscow details. We did it. We actually hit a thousand subscribers. I'm absolutely in shock. I do not believe this. So some YouTubers, a thousand may seem not much. My dream, since I was like, what, nine or ten, was to hit a thousand subscribers and to hopefully get monetized. Well, may not have the watch hours, but I have those bloody subscribers. I'm going to hopefully get the watch hours. But thank you all so much. The Squareball podcast as well, they're the reason this happened. And the, and the amazing people, all the Leeds fans that have come over to this channel, thank you so much. You have made my life so much better by coming over to this channel and just clicking a button. And it means so much to people like me who are trying to, like, grow their channel and, you know, trying to get a good audience. And, well, Leeds United, what some fans you've got. You've got some brilliant fans. And I may be a Cardiff fan, but they're all lovely. Well, there you go. Leeds fans are lovely. Yep. Not my words. <laughs> the words of that kind of scene. The words fan. of a child in Wales. Well, he did touch on part two of the uh, of the, the campaign, which is watch hours. Because mm. the subscriber numbers is one thing, but as he said, if he wants to be putting his parents' credit card details into YouTube to get some <laughs> uh, cash back, I think sticking some of his videos on, even if you're not watching it, just let it play, mm. get the watch hours up, and then um, that will start to look good on his... Dashboard. It was funny. There's parts of of that that sounded very like Red Nose Day when you send a, a an actor to some war torn country. It's like you you 
you don't know the difference that you've made to the <laughs> lives of the people here. It's like their YouTube channel is has is grown. Um, well, he's obviously very uh, happy. But yeah, that's part two. Is um, actually watch the damn thing. <laughs> I think. Um, I hope there's no sort of mass exodus because <laughs> wreck the dreams of a young boy. No, people will stay subscribed. Yeah, good. Please do. It's easy, isn't it? But you know, equally, don't don't get too worked up about your subscriber numbers. Mm. Doesn't doesn't it's not the measure of you as a person. Is Won't it? make you happy. No, exactly. But yeah. keep doing nice, sincere things. Don't do Rory videos. Yeah. Is what we're saying. Just like go to games and be yourself. And hopefully, you can get to a point where you're terrified to look at the comments rather than engage with them. As we are. And tell us more about these Leeds autographs because I can't imagine what life must be like to own 12 copies of Dan James' autograph. Wow. That sounds great. Yeah, he's done a he's done a separate video, I guess, because he's seen all the Leeds things and he's gone through his autograph He, he, he knows where the audience is now. Well, we, do have a, we do have a big Wales-Leeds crossover now, don't we? Which that, I think explains some of the numbers. It explains some of them, but I think he may have the world's biggest Junior Furpo <laughs> autograph collection because he has four Junior Furpo autographs. Right. Oh, well, Ethan, that, Ethan Ampadu has entered the chat. He's got 12 of those. Well, the bigger question is, how has he got seven Glen Kamara in uh, autographs? We've been playing in Glasgow. He's got pictures of him in Rangers shirts that are signed. He's got <laughs> he's got absolute, he's got like folders and folders of match, is it match attacks, the cards, I think so, yeah. things. He's got loads of them. But I mean, the Welsh one, he's got 12 Dan James, he's got 12 Ampadus, which kind of makes sense. No Rodens? No. Oh. He's a jack bastard, though, isn't Maybe he? can't write. Yeah, um, but so is Dan James. So so yeah. is Joel Pirro. He's got six Joel Pirro autographs. Three Jesse ones. I suppose um, <laughs> Roden was in France last year. But that doesn't... Like, so how old is our friend here? Because it was a bit... Because when he was saying... It, about 12? This was my dream back when I was only 10. Oh, that's that, a long that, time ago, isn't it? A long time ago. But then I'm also wondering, like, the time it takes to build up a collection of, like, 12 Ampadu. Are we sure he's not, like, 32? <laughs> he's just got, like, quite a high-pitched voice. What did you want to be when you were nine or ten? Well, probably a footballer. Yeah. But I was realistic enough even then to be like, "There's fucking no <laughs> chance of this." The dream has died. I'm like, "What? I'm probably the worst player on the school team." <laughs> I am in it, but yeah. I'm, I, there are at least ten better players than me. What position were you playing when I was this age? I was a goalkeeper, right? Actually, and then I broke my arm, and the dream died. And also, I was destined to be a very short man, as <laughs> genetics would have told me at the time. Really. Yeah. But yeah, and I don't. I would have if if you could have said, "What do you want to do?" I would have been a footballer. But yeah, then, same. You know, there was not a lot. Of, but that, that injury just put pay to it, didn't it? There was not a lot of uh, chance. There is the other crucial bit of info here, where he's got one Luke Ayling autograph and says he's one of the only people that signed for him last mm. year, apart from Jesse, and he's got three Jesse autographs, presumably because Jesse just insisted on signing more stuff, but couldn't convince anybody else <laughs> in, under, at the club to bother. <laughs> hey, Tyler, go go do some autographs for the kids. <laughs> no. The other thing he says is that Sam Byram, he, he singles out Sam Byram for being really nice. Sam Byram is nice. Which is which is nice, because you get that impression from Byram, don't you? Yeah. That he's just a lovely lad. He's just a lovely boy, even though he's 30. They interviewed him back when he was a lovely boy, and he was a lovely boy. No, oh, Confused him with a lot of, because uh, we he was injured at the time, and there was a lot of speculation about him being sold. And so uh, we were told, um, you can do an interview with him, but you can't ask him about football. So I threw loads <laughs> of like random Q&A questions. The, the one I remember, he was very, he was, he struggled a bit if it was something he had to think of. So I said, what would be your secret agent code name? And he couldn't come up with anything. But um, a yes or no question he was very good on. The one I remember him really, it always stuck with me, the one he nailed or like didn't have to think twice about was I said, what would be your, um, uh, I said, what's your least favourite Halloween costume? He's like, witch. <laughs> so I don't know if you've got some fear of witches. 
Was it least favourite or most favourite? Anyway, which is on his mind? Either way. Okay. Mm. Master Marcellino. Oh, yeah, David Haig. We didn't, I don't think he even was a thought in anybody's mind in Leeds at that time. Certainly not young Sam Byron's. Well, let's um, end the show on the words of Rory Jennings, shall we? Uh, once again, just to reiterate that... Straight up, this is the most important video that we will ever make. And there it was. You mm. just joined us on it on the YouTube channel. Please be nice in the comments. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe, guys. We'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.